I'm fed up writing the episodes. You write them. Welcome to Sharp Podcast, where we have one aim, to help you get better at the stuff that you have to do and spend more time doing the stuff that you want to do. Hang on a minute. That's, that's two. That's two aims. For goodness sake, can't we even get the intro right? Sorry, we'll try that again. In the meantime, enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 69. Now I say episode, um, this is kind of more of an update really rather than an episode, like a proper episode. It does contain um, some tips, uh, very specific tips on if you're moving house, how to use Todoist to help you. So if you are moving house and you have Todoist, I've got some really good tips about how it can help you. Yeah, it doesn't only, we're not only talking about that stuff. It's just an update. I want to tell you what we're doing. At the time of recording, um, we moved house like exactly four weeks ago. And when I wrote the notes for this episode, because you know, there is some preparation, not just chuck it together, the studio hadn't been set up. And I was going to do a great big introduction around how I'm really sorry the sound quality is not up to my usual standards, but you will know if you've seen us on Instagram over the weekend that I did build the panels and the studio is live. And hopefully you think it sounds good. You'll definitely hear the difference when later on Lisa and I have a chat at the kitchen table because when we did that, we were in a big echoey room. Now I wrote a blog on my voiceover stream um, about building these gobos seven years ago. Gobo, there's a bit of jargon. A gobo is something that goes between a thing that's making noise and something you don't want to hear that noise. I reshared that blog post from seven years ago. Where the heck have the last seven years gone? And I got quite a lot of interaction on LinkedIn. So uh, I thought I need to hurry up and get on and change them because the old ones didn't fit in the studio. Basically, uh, they were taller than the ceiling. So I had to chop them down. I had to take 15 centimetres off the end of each one, uh, strip them back, rebuild them, new fabric. We've moved away from the 1980s now with the red and black, and we've got a much more subtle, it's actually called skin flesh colour. Um, I'm recording in a fleshy booth. Anyway, it's great and it looks fab and I hope that you like how it sounds. I did this live stream on Instagram where um, I shared kind of what I was doing as I was doing it. And then today, I combined all those pictures into a story on Instagram. If you're not following us us on Instagram, you should. We are at Sharp Podcast, one word, two Ps. Anyway, I made this story and um, I hope you like it. I hope it's all right. Where am I going? I don't know. (laughs) I haven't got detailed notes for this. So uh, anyway, yeah, it's been the last four weeks have been crazy. And I know we're not alone in that. I know that there's an awful lot of stuff going on in your lives that's just unprecedented, really. We talk a little bit about that in our At The Kitchen Table chat. But for us, we've had the craziness of moving house. I've got a really, I've got a lot on at work at the moment. So this isn't going to be a full episode. 
It's not going to be like one of those episodes where it's about a particular subject. I'm aiming to get the next proper episode out um, March time. And in the meantime, there is loads of great content in the back catalogue. There must be an episode that you haven't listened to or one that you would benefit from revisiting. I don't know about you, but I find that if you... um, When I say you, obviously, it's just me and you. No one else is listening. If you... (laughs) Start again, Steve. I really should write some proper notes. If you come across something like an app or an idea or a way of doing things, it might be that at that point in time, it's, you know, it's not particularly useful or it might not fit. But then I don't know about you, but sometimes I find that, you know, a year or two later, I stumble across something and I go, actually now in the circumstances I'm in or looking at it through, um, through a fresh, a fresh pair of eyes or a fresh pair of eyes, uh, that app might be useful. So anyway, what I'm saying is go back and listen to the, uh, the back catalogue, because there will definitely be stuff in there that's useful to you now. So anyway, I count myself really lucky to have this dedicated space, and I'm really looking forward to creating stuff for you this year that sounds great and helps you. So I did mention that um, we used Todoist in our house move. Check it out, T-O-D-O-I-S-T. Todoist is an app. It's a task management app, and it's one of many. There's loads around. But Todoist can help you if you've got small stuff, just, you know, we, we talked before about there being a, you can use it for your shopping list. But it can also help you with a big project. And as I'm sure you know, moving house is a big project. And you can use Todoist to, to help you deal with a great big project like moving house in lots of different ways. And you can apply these same principles to any app or even a bit of paper. So if you have got a great big project or a project with lots of bits to it, my first tip is don't just create a massive to-do list. And there's a couple of reasons why I've learned you should not just create a big to-do list. The first one is it doesn't help your motivation. You've got a great big list, then you're just confronted with everything that you haven't done. The second reason why you should not create a just a great big to-do list is it's not really practical in helping you get things done because it's quite hard to manage. If you think about it, you write a list. The thing at the top of the list is at the top of the list probably because it's the first thing that was on your mind or it's the first thing that you were, um, you were reminded of or you were confronted by. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's the first thing you should do. So the stuff on your to-do list is probably not in the order in which you should do it, and that makes it hard to manage. The starting point, I think, is to define your project or your area of focus, um, in this case, a house move, and then break it into smaller groups of activities. So we had in our our house move project, we had the following activities. Please feel free to steal them or adapt them or use your own. We had repairs, cleaning, change of address, packing, legal and paperwork, financial, things to buy, utilities and other. Now, I've talked before about batching, and the reason I recommend this is because if you batch similar things together, it can really help your thinking in terms of what is it I need to do and then getting them done. Anyway, it's up to you. Don't do what I tell you to do. So once you've set up your projects in Todoist, what you can then do is then you can walk through your house room by room 
and write everything down. And you can put your tasks into their buckets. If you've got big tasks, then you might want to break them up. Like if you've got to clean the carpets, you might have one task is clean the carpets downstairs and one to upstairs if that helps. So if you're using Todoist and you're moving house, or if you've got a big project, or you're moving house and you're not using Todoist, or none of the above, it's more about the strategy of how we used it that I found to be helpful than necessarily using the app or for that particular task. But what we did was we created a project called House Move. In that project, we created the sections for the different buckets. So remember, our buckets were repairs, cleaning, change of address, packing, legal and paperwork, financial, things to buy, utilities and other. Then you put your tasks in each bucket. And the great thing about Todoist is the way it works now is you can physically move those tasks around. You can, you can drag them from bucket to bucket. You can drag them into your, this is what I've got to do today. And you can wipe them out when you've done them. I know I get excited about little things, but I genuinely believe that if, if you have a way of dealing with those little things smoothly and you remove the friction, life just becomes a bit easier. But they do take a bit of consideration. You've got to do them with intention. I'm going to get some water. That's better. I have put a glass of water precariously on the table behind me. Nothing will go wrong. Anyway, where were we? Um, oh, yeah, your device. Alexa, Echo, whatever you want to call it. Our device came into its own. Because what you can then do is that, like, if you're in the kitchen where our device was and you remember that you have to get the bins cleaned, you can just say, Alexa, put clean bins in my to-do list. So that's how we use Todoist to collate, to, to capture, to, to pull together the list of what we have to do. There's two other things you've got to do. The first thing is, obviously, you've got to do the stuff. The second thing, which is almost as important as doing the things, almost, is to review them. And we'll talk about reviewing first, because that's crucial. So once a week, we would both sit down and we'd look at the whole list. And looking at the whole list, we'd then work out, okay, what are the things on that list that we want to get done this week? And you can, you can literally physically drag the thing and you can put it into the day that you want to do that. So we sat down on a Sunday afternoon and on Thursday I needed to remove all of the cable clips that were holding the wire for the telly. There have been no cars coming down our road this morning until about 10 minutes ago when I started recording. So you do your weekly review, you look at your list, you grab your task and you put it on Thursday. And in fact, you can even assign them to people. So I could say... There's a task of change the bank account details and that's assigned to Lisa. And then that will appear in her actions on Thursday. And the great thing about Todoist is its flexibility because when you come to Thursday and that task appears, you might not get it done or you might be able to get more things done. If you can't get the task done, just change the date and move it to a different date. If you get 10 minutes extra and you want to do something else, then you can think, what sort of thing have I got time to do? Um, is it cleaning something? Is it repairing something? Is it packing something? And then you can go to that bucket 
and choose a job from there. So this weekly review is crucial. When I don't do my weekly review, it's horrible. When I do do my weekly review, I feel much better. And it's also for this particular deadline of the house move, because obviously you've got a great big deadline, which is the day you've got to get out. As you move towards that move date, the weekly review is crucial. And it also makes your system trusted. And it's really satisfying to see these tasks reduce as you get closer to the date. When I say really satisfying, again, small things. What other things are good about Todoist? Um, You can add things into your comments. So you can put a link in the comments to an email or a website for a particular task. And then you can add into the comments on to-do list, call the solicitor and you can put the phone number in. Or you can put reply to this quote and you can put the email or the website link into the task. And again, that reduces the friction because as soon as the task comes up, the link is there, the phone number's there. You can just literally press the button and away you go. Another good thing is when you're when you're buying stuff, you can take a picture to remind you. I mean, light bulbs, for example. I don't know about you, but there's about 37 different kinds of light bulb in our house. And they've all got different fittings and different names and so on. So what I do is I create a task called buy light bulbs. I take a picture of the light bulb. And then when I'm in the store, I haven't got to walk around with a pocket full of light bulbs because that would be quite strange. When I'm in the store, I can have a look at the picture and make sure I get the right one. And I think the easier you can make it to do the task when it's time to do it, the more likely you are to do it. That's the thing for me. Putting a bit of thought into, have I put this task in a place that's the best place for it to be with all the information I need when it comes to doing it, obviously assuming you can't just do it there and then, then putting all the information with it and putting it exactly in the place you need it to be um, makes a huge difference. Right, what else? Um... I mean, there's some stuff that, because I thought I made the mistake of thinking, I just need this project for the house move. And then when we've moved house, that's it. I can delete the project because there'll be nothing to do. Silly me. Because there's quite a lot to do, isn't there, when you move house? There's new things. So uh, I changed the name from house move to house stuff. I wrote loads of things down. Um, I don't want to bore you. I'm hoping these things are useful to you. If I'm boring you, please send a postcard to Sharp Podcast Towers at London W1A1AA. Call back there. Um, Anyway, there's a bit on Todoist. We did some full episodes, as we think you probably know, on Todoist. If you want to listen, go back and have a listen. There's three of them, um, and just try the app. So anyway, that's enough about Todoist and house moves. You know you say the same word over and over again, and it kind of sounds funny in your mouth. Todoist, 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 Todoist. Chart Podcast this year. I've got a few things lined up. The first thing is that we're arranging a couple of interviews with some published authors who've got some really exciting stuff to talk about that um, I think you're going to find really helpful. So uh, that's coming. Interviewing people that we don't know. Um, And I like interviewing people that we do know. Hello, Laurie. Laurie has asked if he could audio bomb this episode. So I'm creating this section to enable him to audio bomb it. I don't know what he wants to do. I'm going to insert Laurie's audio bomb here. And then afterwards, I'll go back to giving you the list of what we've got planned for the podcast this year.
Hello? Are you in there? Steve? Yeah. Hi, it's me. How you doing? Yeah, well, I was a bit bored and, you know, not much going on at the moment, is there? So I thought I'd come over and see you guys. But you know what happened on the way over? I'm so- am I interrupting something? Oh, I am. Oh, S- sorry about that. Well, I'll just, you know, I won't come in. I won't stop, you know, because you know, we can't at the moment. But on the way over here, I was walking along the road and I got to that roundabout at the end of the road and there was this weird looking guy there and he was mumbling, he's all unshaven, messy hair. Looked a bit like me, actually. Um, I've never seen him before. So I went over and you know, had a word with him and he was rattling this tin and he's asking passers-by for donations. And he was really down on his luck, this fella. And uh, like I said, never seen him before. But... um this tin that he was rattling, it looked like it had beans in it or something from ages ago. I said, are you okay? He said, mumbling. What's your name, mate? He said, Steve Inderfield. Steve Inderfield? And then it clicked. It's Steve Inderfield. I said, what are you doing here? It turns out that you two know each other. And he went to your house the other day, and you weren't there. There were some other people living there. And he was convinced that they were zombies. So he ran away, and he's now living... On the roundabout in the middle of the road. Thought you should know. Thanks, Laurie. So, where were we? We're talking about what we've got planned for this year. So, interviews. We're going to do some interviews with some really cool people. Q&A. So, what do you want to know? What do you want to know about us, me, Steve in the field, Lisa, the kitchen table, Sharp Podcast, any of the subjects? We're going to do a Q&A episode. But don't wait for me to ask you. Tell us now. If you have questions, tell us what your questions are. Laurie, give us an example of a question. When an app gets released, the designers, the engineers, the coders, they make it as good as they possibly can, and then they release it. But once it's released, they don't stop work. They go back to work, and they try to improve the app. They try to improve the the performance or give it extra features and that sort of thing. So if Sharp was an app, what would Sharp 1.2 look and sound like is that a reasonable question thanks laurie i will answer that question in a future episode so we're going to do a q a and uh you can ask us questions either via you can like go onto the sharp podcast website and there's a comments box you can type them in there and i'll see them alternatively uh you can ask us questions on social media twitter instagram facebook at sharp podcast one word two p's I've been getting into doing field recording, but not Steve in the field recording. He probably should come back, shouldn't he, in some way, shape or form. But actually, like proper field recording. Um, I've got this mobile recording device here, which is what I'm recording this on now, um, which is one of the reasons why I think this episode will sound better than other ones. But, um, you know, like proper outdoor field recording, nature, that kind of stuff. I find it quite calming. And uh, there might be a link there maybe to field recording and mindfulness and meditation. I don't know. It may have nothing to do with the podcast. So let me have a look at my ideas bank and see what else we're thinking of doing this year. Um, we're potentially going to have a look at the following subjects. Work-life balance. What's your work-life balance like? Send us your tips. Let us know. How do you make things work? In fact, we want to need to do more of that, really, don't we? Audience interaction. I'm fed up writing the episodes. You write them. <laughs> write in and tell me what you, you want me to say with my mouth. 
uh, tell me if you want me to stop saying things. So work-life balance. We're going to have a look at delegating. The power of gratitude journaling. That's a big one. Um, Social media, phone addiction. We're going to have a look at that. Creativity. Um, We're going to go and find some new apps and let you know what they are and how they work. And as I said, we've got some great guests lined up for interviews. So that's some of the plans. That's some of where we're at. I'm really, really grateful for you listening to the podcast. I'd like you to carry on doing it and share it if it means something to you. We are now going to hop from here to the kitchen table, which feels really weird because I have we have already recorded that and I know what we said. But I, I have to be in character now, so I have to pretend that I don't know what we said. Um, hmm, let's go over to Steve and Lisa at the kitchen table. I wonder what they're going to talk about and then come back afterwards because I'll do like a bit of an outro or something. Well, just come back afterwards. I miss you. Come back. We are here at the kitchen table again. I just have to start off by saying, um, you know me, I'm an obsessive when it comes to sound and audio. Uh And I know we talked about the fact that I can hear the rain. Yeah. And it is nice. It Uh adds a little ambulance to proceedings. You're sat under a massive glass panel. I am sat under a glass panel. And part of me is getting really kind of uncomfortable about the fact that we can hear the rain. Let's just pause and listen to the rain for a moment. I think it's really nice. It's kind of half rain, half tumble dryer in the background. Okay. I've got one of Charlie's hoodies with a zip in the tumble dryer. So it's going to clang, clang, clang. Excellent. (laughs) Perfect audio environment. (laughs) I thought you'd enjoy that. Let's listen to the rain. It is lovely. It is lovely. Although I can now hear Charlie's hoodie going around. I'm obsessed with that. So we thought we would record at the kitchen table. Um, Because, like, things are a bit weird at the moment, aren't they? So this is for um, the episode 69 that's coming out next. And the first... (laughs) I knew it. I shouldn't have said that. Is this really episode 69? Yes, it is. It's literally it. The last one was 68. So childish. This I'm go, sorry. This can go in the bit at the end. So we're here at the kitchen table. <laughs> I'm sorry. Luckily, Let me just... You cannot hang hear on. what we've just... just discussed. There we go. Okay. Um, so the first thing first. Same kitchen table, different house. So we are here at the kitchen table in the new house... Last time we recorded the kitchen table in the old house. Did we record? Yeah, we did do a kitchen yeah, table. We did, didn't we? Yeah, we did, just before... Well, had we even found out a move date? We knew we were moving, but I don't think we had a confirmed date because it was all a bit of a nightmare at yeah. the end, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. It was. And now we are, um, what, nearly a month in here now, um, yeah. in the new place. And it's very nice. It's a kind of open-plan room, so it's much more echoey. I'm just getting all itchy because I can hear the echo and the reverb and the rain and so on. But that's cool. Um, I'll find a way of dealing with it. Mentally, I mean, not like on the electronic side. Um, So just to be clear, this is the fourth house that this table's been (laughs) in. (laughs) Because I got it wrong. Um, I can remember building these chairs out on that horrible driveway at the front. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
And it's all right, isn't it? It's done us. It's done us well. I mean, I love this table. I have just made a video of us at the table. Well, not us. I've made a video of the table, which has gone onto Instagram. I've been doing quite a lot of stuff on Instagram today and yesterday, as you know, building the stuff for the studio. So we're in the fourth house that this kitchen table's been at. Um, I think I've mentioned before that as an adult, I've moved fourteen times, uh, and it's really nice to be settled. And you were saying earlier um, in the bit before we recorded about how this is the first house that we've owned together. Yes. Um, which is pretty cool, isn't it? Well, that, I think said, it makes owns. it. Well, I think it is a very special house anyway because it's quite quirky, isn't it? Mm. Um, Imagine that. Imagine us being I in a quirky house. <laughs> but actually, I think um, the fact that it is our first home that we have bought together Mm. I think makes it even more special Mm. um and actually we found it only having looked at I think two or three other houses haven't we so whilst Mm. the journey to get here has been quite long and difficult because of the pandemic and various other things yeah actually for us to find it it was really quick wasn't it yeah it was it was and uh um and although it, the move itself got delayed till after Christmas, we would have loved to have moved before Christmas, we're here now. Um, so in the last episode, we did a looking back thing, and um, it was a review of 2020 and all the best episodes of 2020 and so So it seems appropriate to think about looking forward in this episode. I know, like, we talk about the episodes being evergreen, but uh, it's always good to look forward, isn't it? So looking forward at the podcast and what we're going to do with it in this year. First of all, I will have talked about some subjects I think I'm going to include in the podcast in the earlier bit. I apologise, listener, if I haven't done that. Um, But what do you think about the kitchen table stuff? What should we do with the kitchen table in this coming year? What should we do to the kitchen table? I'm going to have to wax it again. Yeah, you are going to have to wax it again. But um, actually, not a lot to the physical table because I love it as it is. Yeah. Um, and actually, I would say this is one of my most favourite bits of furniture that we own. So it, it, yeah. it is rather lovely. Um, what are we going to do? Well, after the last one, didn't you get some feedback that people liked our chit-chats and that we should maybe think about doing something with it? Yeah. So... We haven't really talked about it. What have you got in mind? What do you want to do? Um, well, I think that uh, you've put me on the spot now. I have. <laughs> I haven't thought about it. Um, it feels like the stuff we talk about at the kitchen table is to do with us and our lives and how we make you know, work and family and all our other commitments, how we make that work. And if there's stuff in there that's useful to people, then for me that's... Really cool yeah. stuff to have in the podcast. Yeah, I agree. So maybe we could do a bit more about some kind of the, I don't know, the practical how-to, what what it what we actually do, maybe. It, the trouble is, I always feel like it's a bit preachy, you know? Yeah. I, I always feel like, well, we do this, so other people should do this. and I always feel like it makes our relationship sound like a business agreement, like an agendered meeting. Well... And I don't, I, it's not like that, but I don't know how else no. you explain what we do in a way that doesn't make it sound like that. Well, I guess it's, it's perception, is it? Because 
the th like we've just done our weekly planner. So we've sat down and we've worked out in this coming week who's cooking when, um, what we're having to eat, who's at home, who's out, what the work commitments are that are driving what we can and can't do in our own time and all that kind of stuff. And we know that in the weeks when we do that planning, life is better than in the weeks when we don't do it. Yeah. And we think we're going to wing it and actually we get a bit frazzled. Um, and I guess that could be, yeah, you know, it could be seen to be a business thing, doing a plan and so on. But it doesn't have to be a business thing, does it? It's not, it's not, um, we didn't have a meeting. I didn't put it in the Outlook calendar. <laughs> no, not this particular time anyway. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. Um, I don't know what. Maybe we should ask the listeners. It yeah, maybe idea. you guys give us some ideas about what you'd want um, want us to talk about. Because this year is going to be a bit different for us, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. Um, there's a lot of the, There are some ideas I've got for the kind of the main bit of the podcast. Okay. Are you going to share those in this episode or I not? will have shared them, I think, in the bit before. Right, okay. If I haven't, this bit sounds rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> but I will have, I think I will have shared them. Right. Um, but we just talked, we were talking just then, weren't we, and kind of when we were thrashing about what we might want to cover, about what, what to do with the podcast. You know, I love making it. I, it's a, it's a labour of love. I really enjoy it. I enjoy every aspect of it, the recording... Um, the editing, the production, marketing, putting it out there. I, I thoroughly enjoy all of it. And it would be enough for it to be a hobby. You know, that, that would be enough. It's a hobby I have and it's something I enjoy doing. But we did have a conversation about, okay, so can we do more with it? Can we turn it into something? Get it, in, yeah. get it into the hands of more people or make it even more useful? Yeah. And it's, um, it's always a challenging conversation, isn't it? Because I think we both know that there probably is legs in that, but time is always a there bit There is a... legs in it. Yeah. <laughs> but time is always a bit of a challenge, isn't it? If you're going to do that, you need to dedicate time to it. Mm. There's a lot of stuff we don't know about how you go about, you know, making sure that there is value in, in what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and clearly, both of us are in a position at the moment that time isn't um, easy always to come by. So I think we have to think really carefully about what's realistic and actually what needs to happen or, in order for you to have the time to do the stuff you really want yeah, absolutely. to. Absolutely. And um, and how we, you know, I always talk about the fact that you 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 make the time, don't you? you it doesn't just happen. You've got to you've got to make decisions actually. Because you're not managing your time, you're managing the stuff you're doing in the time. And actually, yeah. it's looking at what that stuff is and what's a priority and what isn't. And of course, I've really got into this idea of field recording as well. I really like going out with my microphones and my recording device and recording, you know, sounds of nature and that kind of stuff and so on. I don't know whether there's anything in there that's going to fit in the podcast. Um, by the way, I don't mean Steve you, in the field. And you must never, ever, when you're out, tell anyone that. We belong together because you look like <laughs> such a geek when you go out the front door with all of your stuff. Well, the good news is that you never come with me. So if anyone asks you your name and your place of residence, you're, you're to make something up on okay, the spot. I do anyway. <laughs> Officer. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, 
there's a lot to think about and there's a lot to decide what's important. Um, it does take a lot of time to make the podcast. I have to say also, thank you very much because a couple of people have bought us a coffee in the buy me a coffee thing from the really? website, which is very cool. Yeah. Oh, that's really, cool. Really I nice. didn't know so that. Thank you very much for the people that have done Did that. Did you tell me that? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, and uh, uh, the feel kitchen. Bad now. Don't feel bad. It's great. And the kitchen table bit. Um, we need to get some acoustic blankets up in here. No, we don't. The whole point is that it sounds like it's in our kitchen, so just stop stop stressing. No oh, one cares apart from you. And it is in the kitchen again now, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Because it wasn't in the kitchen in the last house. It, it was in was the previous. in the previous, yeah. So it is back in the kitchen. The kitchen table. Okay. Um, what else should we talk about? I don't know what's on your list. That's it. I've, I've we've covered it? everything okay. on the list. Yeah, well, it sounds about a bit grown settled. up this, oh, uh, this week, right? Then, doesn't it? The one thing we did say we'd talk about is change, isn't it? Because, gosh, yeah, we've been through a lot of change, and we are not the only ones. Uh, the world has been through a lot of change in this last year, and it feels like a bit of a cliche, really, to say you know uh, the new world and all this kind of stuff. But many, many people have been through. Even more change than um, I think a lot of people have been through more change than they imagined they could deal with. Yeah, and I think people are dealing with it actually much better than they than people perhaps thought they would deal with it. Yeah, and I think you know you just alluded to it. I think the fact that in the last nine years we have had to cope with a high level of change, mm. and um, I think that has set us up to mentally have been able to cope with what has happened in the last crisis nearly a year isn't it mm. in probably a a more pragmatic viewpoint that we would have done had we not been through those change so so I guess what I'm saying is that if we hadn't been in that position like a lot of people haven't previously had to experience it mm. it must be well and I said to Charlie this morning it's even starting to drag out for me this lockdown and normally I'm mm. such a homebody I don't get yeah uptight about it at all but yeah, yeah. this does feel longer yeah. than perhaps what we've dealt with before and I think that um I think that there are many people who now have been forced to deal with so much change yeah because you know we've got no choice um I was talking to my friend the other day and he said what we're we gonna do just curl up in a ball in the corner you can't you, know, you, you just have to deal with it yeah. and actually when you deal with it the more you deal with the more used you get you get used to this idea that life is change yeah and actually it's the the suffering comes from wanting things not to change and, and trying to hold on to things and and get them to stay the same and actually we get upset when things that we want to stay the same then change yeah and the trick that I'm learning is to accept the fact that actually let go, it, it isn't going to stay the same. And as soon as you come to terms with the fact that things won't stay the same, then they're a bit less painful when they change. Yeah. And that's different to, you know, I'm a pessimist, I think everything's going to be horrible, so when it turns out to be horrible, I was right. But genuinely, nothing is permanent. What was that phrase I posted a little while ago? Nothing's permanent, nothing's personal, and there was another P. I can't remember. I can remember the personal. Nothing's bit. personal. Nothing's permanent. 
we'll remember in a minute because we'll you remember everything. But I do think, you know, there are some bits. You know, that. I've started a new job in the middle of a lockdown. That's a new experience that for a few weeks was a bit rocky. Yeah. But I think, you know, what I'm learning with leading teams through change is that the more you do it, the more protected or grounded you feel. There might be one or two bits of familiarity that you can hold on to whilst everything else seems to be changing. And I think if you're able to find that piece, that very small thing that is still the same despite mm. the enormity of all the other change, it gives mm. you kind of confidence and mm. um, some level of strength as well that actually focus on that bit because everything else has got to happen, has got to change, and you can get some comfort from that, I think, and sense of normality. Yeah. I found it. Nothing's perfect, nothing's permanent, nothing's personal. Bonnie Duran. And I think that is such a cool phrase, because if you come to terms with the fact that nothing's, nothing's perfect at all, uh-huh. if, you, if you think things should be perfect, you'll be disappointed. <laughs> Nothing's permanent because actually everything changes all the time. Sometimes things we don't want to change. Sometimes things we do want to change. But the thing that's consistent is nothing is permanent and nothing's personal because there's no such thing as I. That's a, that's a different podcast subject. Okay, yeah, let's not get into all of that. You don't, you don't have a conversation about the self? No, thank no. you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, so there we go. That's a nice phrase to end on, isn't it? Nothing's perfect, nothing's permanent, nothing's personal. The good news is that I can deal with the fact that this audio isn't perfect. Um, It isn't permanent because I could just delete it. And it isn't personal because... uh, It's not your hoodie in It's not my hoodie going in the tumble dryer. (laughs) It has stopped raining. No, it hasn't. It's still raining. Is it? Cool. Okay, we normally end on something really funny. What should we end on that's really funny? I can't funny? think of anything funny at the moment. It seems inappropriate and somewhat flippant to add on something funny at the moment when we're going through what we're going through. Yeah, I think that's fair, actually. I think that's fair. I don't feel like I want to add on something frivolous. No. Okay. See you then. God. Changed my mind. Normal services resumed. (laughs) Thanks very much. (laughs) See you later. Bye. Bye. Okay, thanks, Steve and Lisa. Uh, That's what uh, Lisa calls my cheesy DJ voice. Hi. Thanks, Steve and Lisa, for your time at the kitchen table. Wasn't that really interesting? They gave us some great information. Anyway, that's the end of this episode, update, mess, um, shambles, I don't know what it is. I hope you liked it. If you want just me just to like rabbit more and be less prepared, then uh, by all means, let me know. But um, definitely the thing that I am probably most excited about what we talked about there is the kind of audience interaction piece. So getting you to tell us what you want us to talk about, giving us your tips, your ideas. I want you to tell me what works so I can then share it on this podcast to other people. And maybe we can create a bit of a community around that or community, as I often say. So that's it. Thank you ever so much. Have a fabulous 
February. If you listen to this in March, I hope you had a fabulous February. If you listen to this in 2025, please come back and let us know that this horrible virus went away and things were all right. Take care of yourself. Thank you for listening. Please keep listening. Please keep sharing. Thanks. I was going to go like, um, I love you, but I can't do that because um, uh, uh, A, it would be weird, and B, uh, Adam Buxton does it, and I'm not going to copy him. So uh, have a fantastic time. I'm going to copy him with this bit, though. Thanks very much. Take care of yourself. Bye! We hope that you enjoyed what you've just listened to. Have a look at the show notes for the episode. They're at sharppodcast.com, one word, two Ps. And there you'll see the links, resources that we used, and there's reminders there to help you get better at what we talked about. You know, making this podcast is a labour of love. And we genuinely do it for one reason, to help you. And we want to help as many people as we can. But to do that, we need your support. So now this is where you can help us. Firstly, you can help us in ways that don't cost you any money. You can share our episodes on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. We are at Sharp Podcast, one word, two Ps. You could send a link to a friend or help them subscribe on their device. And another free way you can support is to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher app. And if you are in a position to contribute a small amount financially, you could buy me a coffee. Go to the website, sharppodcast.com, and click on the orange button, and you can buy me a coffee. You can buy me two coffees. You can do it as a one-off, or you can do it regularly. It's up to you. If you can help, it will go some way to supporting the cost of the gear, the software, and the stuff that I invest in to help you. So next time you make a coffee, or you buy one for a friend, don't forget your friend at Sharp Podcast. Thanks for your help. It's really appreciated. Bye-bye. Brilliant. That all seemed to go well. No problems at all. Right, let's go and see how it sounds. Oh, 